Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. Whoop, whoop. This week, we'll be discussing the science fiction horror classic, The Quiet Place, starring John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. What makes it Good. science fiction? Just because there's aliens? Yes. That's Why what makes it science fiction. What, what? Okay, okay. So if they come from space, they're not monsters in science fiction. I mean, I would still call them monsters, but they come, they can be space monsters, right? I guess so. What's Godzilla? He's a terrestrial monster. I think that's still science fiction because there's like, you know, the radiation mutated it. Where did uh, Gamera, where did he, where did Gamera come from? Japan, right? They can't all be coming from Japan. If you lined up all the monsters, there would be no Japan. They'd be like hands across America. Monsters it would be, <laughs> you're telling me. You're telling me. Anywho, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're not here to discuss Gamera. Gamera. Um, what I like to do from time to time, ladies and gentlemen, is I like to go back and listen to kind of old episodes of the podcast that wouldn't die. Just to see, you know, how things are going with the technology that I have now. Are there any mistakes that I can fix, problems I can solve? And listening to the Quiet Place episode, I realized for some freakish reason, we clipped off the first five minutes of the episode. So Aaron and I are going to... Wait a minute. What, by we, we mean you. I was using the royal we. The royal we. <laughs> Uh, that is, you're right. But it's like, I didn't notice for like a year and a half. So I figure now's a good time to, to fix these problems. And I know you appreciate it. So thank you. It's the mark of quality. It's the mark of quality. It is the mark of quality. Damn it. Uh, Inspector 12. Was that something? Was that something like Hanes? The guy who inspected your Hanes underwear was Inspector 12. Wasn't that a commercial? Well, I, don't, I didn't have Hanes underwear. Wasn't it that that football player that was in it? My way is Hanes, her way. Isn't that a thing? Uh, not now it's not a thing. <laughs> and, and, and frankly, I was think, maybe I was thinking of jockey. Well, don't they make jockey for women as well? Who the, you know what? My, this is my neither. underwear comes in a big bag at Target. I think it's like 12. A Goodwill. It's a grab. It's super sexy. Comes in pink and white, and then sometimes I'll throw in a polka dot pair. You can't beat that. That's a sound of quality. Aaron, go ahead and just start sending me your number. Nine forms right. Aaron, give us your 30 second synopsis, if you can remember, of The Quiet Place. First of all, if you have deaf children, this is going to be a very controversial take. Uh, you're gonna have to do a Sophie's choice. You gotta if you have little kids and you have deaf children and you're in a world where being quiet and making no sounds means the life of everyone in your family. You know? A little I mean, what is it called? It's not a homicide, I guess, is the word. I was like, is it registered? It would be homicide. <laughs> is there a special word when parents kill their children? There's patricide, there's matricide. What is it? Kidicide, child chitlin something like side, that. Something like that. Yes. You you just gotta, you know, wait till they're asleep, make it as quiet, you know, get them an ice cream, and then send them to Jesus, because you gotta take care of yourself. 
this is what this family did not do and why we all had to suffer because of it. And on top of that, practice safe sex once again. Don't try to bring new life in this jacked up world. Anyway, bad things have happened. Aliens come. They're sensitive to noise. Humans are are loud. Uh, Live in the forest. Aliens are going to kill you. People get sick and tired of it, so they commit suicide by banging pots and pans, waiting for the aliens to come pop their heads. Family in the forest has a stupid baby, has three kids. The husband and wife would still be alive if they took my advice. That's all I'm saying. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> John Krasinski would, could still be working back at that office. But no. Anyway, he was a tinkerer. They figured out something that makes loud sounds, that makes the, the creatures uh, upset, and it releases their armor. Binga banga. It was a really good movie. I liked it. Do you remember when you saw this movie the first I have time? only seen this movie once, and it was only to review this movie. Because the ads on TV are, are for the movie made it look like it was ding-dong, but then you assured me it was not. Well, it was it was kind of a hit. I mean, it was kind of a sleeper hit, not to the level of like Get Out, but it was still kind of that kind of thing. Where it was like word of mouth, like oh, you got to check this out. Well, so, I believe it. I believe it because it is good. It is exciting. I didn't see the second one because that sounds stupid. But I saw it. I mean, I, I and it's like a it was pretty good. One, right? it, it's it's not good. as good as the first. Do you hear the lack of enthusiasm? Yeah, it's it's real good. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how I sounded, damn you. That is a perfect impression of you. Uh yeah, what I can't even think of that voice. Is that like a Jerry Seinfeld? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I didn't see it because the ads made it look ding dong. It looked like every other shitty blockbuster, but it was actually pretty good. Yeah, I saw I saw it to review it the first yeah. time. And now I think I said my daughter Grace. Uh, insisted. She's like, you need to start doing movies that people actually want to talk about or want to, you know, actually go see. So she said, you have to do Quiet Place and you have to do The Conjuring. We did both of those. She never listened to either episode. So thanks, Grace. Well, that's just like Cousin Heather telling us to record that Drew Barrymore thing about the doppelganger. I'm sure she never listened to the damn thing. Don't send in your recommendations because they're always crap and then you never listen to them. Thank this you, This is fans. serious business. Anyway, we're going to leave this and rejoin the conversation already in progress. Enjoy! Enjoy, children. 15 rows of corn as far as the eye can see. The corn is as high as an elephant's eye. That That is true. It is. So anyway, little Bo bites the dust because he pu- he plugs the uh, the batteries back into the, the uh, space shuttle. And even though he's he's basically quiet ninety percent of the time, he's still like, I'm just gonna play with his rocket ship. And boom, you see like a, a, a spidery figure racing through the forest and wipes him out. Boom! John Krasinski tries to run back to to grab him. No, does not get there in time. That was not gonna happen. No. Because because the Cirque du Soleil dudes are lightning fast. <laughs> I have no idea why you say they're Cirque du Soleil. By the way, it looks like like when you see the Lion King, where they where it's clearly like a person and they're holding two sticks on the end of their hands. Yeah. That's that's what makes me think of like Cirque du Soleil or the Lion King. <laughs> okay, Lion King, Cirque du Soleil, different. 
Not the same thing, <laughs> no, but okay. Equally creepy. They're equally very, that, creepy. That may, they're that they're may both be my nightmare. They're both my nightmare. Sweet Lord. Um, <laughs> sweet Jesus. So, okay, yeah, he's dead. Smash cut to, like you said, 400 and something uh, days into the infestation. All right, but but check this out. Lay it on it me. was that that stupid toy. That's the horrible toy that people will, who don't have children yes. always give to your children. That's correct. So you can listen to for hours until your mind goes crazy. Yeah. People know what they're doing. Yeah. I, when I was a single guy with no kids, I would deliberately go get the noisiest thing as kind of just lobbing a grenade into somebody else's yard. <laughs> That's that's how you do. You say like, "Hi, person with children. Here's this noisy, annoying thing you'll get to enjoy for the next few minutes." So have at it. I literally took when my son was a baby. We went to some Scottish festival at the Queen Mary, and our dear friends came down from Santa Cruz and gave William this crazy toy electric banjo. It was like six inches. It just went. It just rang, played and played and played. And they got to experience that with us to the point at one point it broke yep. and wouldn't stop. It was just perpetually playing <laughs> at, at this event in the Queen Mary. And, to, with, uh, and they're like, oh, God. And I looked at them with, with the, uh-huh, don't ever give my child this gift again. <laughs> and they took it and, like, stuffed it somewhere in the Queen Mary in the hole of the ship where I'm sure it's still playing today. People want to know where the haunted banjo <laughs> area That's, That's it. it. It's That's us. us. <laughs> now that lasts forever, that battery. Just like the corn <laughs> grows 465. Ah! Good times. Um, so they live in on a farm, but it was like the geography was kind of confusing to me. They're like, there's a big mansion that they sometimes walk around and do stuff in. But there's also like the basement of the mansion. But there's also they live underneath the barn in kind of an underground. And then there's their actual house, what? which is like a town. I was confused. I didn't just, know what the hell was they, going they on. They just kind of wander around in sometimes. That's the the house where the 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 floorboards are painted. Where to where to walk? Uh, okay, okay. So they don't. Yes, gotcha. Remember, she went in there and and after to her dead son's room with the rockets everywhere. Yes, 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 yes. Now, but why was, would you keep going to town? Why wouldn't you just take all this medicine with you? What's I, that about? Now, I think at the beginning this of the like movie, Walking Dead, you just clear is. the shelves, clear the shelves. Pretty much, but at the beginning of the movie. They light, he like stands on top of the corn silo or whatever, and he like burns up some stuff as kind of a signal, right? Yes, uh, it's for other people because clearly Krasinski did not watch Walking Dead where, they, yeah, there's the aliens, but the people are just as dangerous, if not more dangerous. Well, he lit that and you saw other people lighting the fire, like in the distance. No, like I a, thought that was him too. I thought they were... I didn't read it that way. I well, but then later in the movie, the kids are hiding up on there, and they light something, and nothing happens. Like they don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into this, but that's how I read it. Like, oh, I guess I maybe I missed all that. It's possible that I'm just preaching nonsense. I it was hard. To, yeah, yeah, because he's literally going station by station on the shortwave. 
calling yes. out for people. But if you saw, it was like he was trying to reach people, like the international signals. Like he was trying to reach people in other places, is what I, I thought. I, I was just wondering if he'd already just gone through all the domestic. Well, because know, shortwave maybe. carries so far. Back in the old days, let me tell you, children. Back in the old days, our father, like like his father, would listen to uh, Angels Baseball, and he had like one of these crazy big radios, and it also had shortwave things, so you can listen to like the news being broadcast uh, in Europe and stuff like that. Oh, really? It's fascinating. But not only that, I had a roommate in college who was too expensive to call home to Saipan. So once a week, she would go to this guy's house who had one of those giant shortwave towers in the middle of their yard. And that's how she would talk to her parents every week. This is fascinating. Fascinating. (laughs) Good time. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, but yeah, we were kind of bouncing all over the place. I know. After the kid dies, smash cut to the time, time flies. Now she's pregnant. Oh, ridiculous. We got to have a repl- the heir and the spare, yes. the replacement child. Clearly. Ridiculous. Clearly. But they were like, we realize this is lunacy. So they invented a little baby like crate where they'll put oxygen, like an oxygen mask on the oh newborn and shove it in this, this, this crate, coffin, this coffin <laughs> that so it, it, even if it screams its head off, apparently the, the creatures will not hear it. Now, you start to see the creatures over the course of the movie. They are tall. What do you think, like 15 feet tall or something? They're giant and, and fast as a whip. Fast, long, crazy like arms with long claws. Um, their heads, and when they're covered in like like plates, like armor. Basically, but when they're 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 pl- they're all ears. Their heads are just basically teeth and ears. But when they open that up, it was like one of those Men in Black creatures that yes. was like a flower face, a big like mouth with teeth. But their whole head is like a series of plates. And when they listen, all the plates kind of open up, and you see these giant ears on uh, inside the plates that they can listen. They're blind, so they cannot see you. But they can hear you. And I guess they don't know why they're killing everyone, because later on you see that they've killed an old woman. Uh, But she's not like eaten. She just has like a wound. Right. So maybe any sound is super irritating, but you probably don't want to be in a rustling forest. Or running through the corn. I mean, there's all sorts. of. I don't know. There's there's a few kind of things that are a little confusing. Well, because what what you realize, if they're truly blind, you could make whatever noise you want and then run 15 feet to the left. Well, and then they hear quiet. you running to, is it echolocation? When, is that when, what it is? When people run, they run quietly for some reason. So it's like, <laughs> later in the oh, movie. Only Krasinski. Later in the movie, uh, they meet the, they see the old dead woman. And the crazy old man, and I guess he tries to he commits suicide by alien by just suicide by just screaming. He just screams, and Krasinski's like, "Oh my god!" When he sees this is coming, he grabs his kid and runs and like hides behind a tree. And And that didn't alert anyone. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like literally, if Uh, you're holding the the rocket ship, you could literally turn it on and then throw it. And then you stay still, and they'll come over and smash up the little crazy rocket ship making the noise. 
Right? Can I ask you, can I ask you a question? I'm going to jump, jump kind of to near the end. That's what we're doing. So at the end, she shoots one in the face and it dies. Yes. I'm like, so they, and there's only three in the area? They yes. couldn't just shot them? Because the armor is like bulletproof. So again, there's like a she shot it in the head because it had opened it up because it had opened up the plates to listen, basically because of the okay. Light. So booby trap. Well, that's and that's kind of what we're supposed to think. It's like there's a newspaper <sighs> clipping where they're like they're indestructible, and it shows like a soldier kind of shooting it with like a machine gun, but not oh, doing anything. I missed that one. Um, All right, brother. So, but. It's con. That's the thing. It's constantly opening up the plates on its head. Constantly. It's like to listen. It opens up the plates. So literally, later in the movie, it's like <laughs> Krasinski kind of jury rigs a new hearing aid because I guess her old hearing aid hasn't been working in a while. Right. And over the course of the movie, it, it's not working. But she still wears it for old times' sake. I don't know. Make well, her dad, dad feel better. Dad keeps no. Dad keeps trying. She's got a cochlear implant, right? So, dad keeps trying it, to modify it so to get it to work. But right. what's really happening is it feedback. It feed. It, or well, it's either one. feedback or right. He puts it some stereo interference. Pieces. Yeah, he puts some stereo stuff into this, trying to because he's he's just a dude, right? He's he got try- nothing but time. He got He's nothing got but time. He's just trying to figure this stuff out. So this things that she wears, and it, it happens seemingly spontaneously. Whenever like an alien is nearby, it just starts emitting feedback. Yeah, which hurts her ear. She goes ooh, but it really bothers the aliens. So which I, I'm like, okay, honey, why don't you just take it out of your your effing ear? Right, take it out. Of your <laughs> the ear. first time the ear splitting uh, feedback because she doesn't notice. Because that's a, that's a thing. Not only being deaf, not only is she going to be noisy, it's like the creature's literally walking up right behind her, and she's unaware, right? Now, the, and, a, the creature's unaware of her, but she could bump into it, or it could bump into her. Um, well, she's not blind. She, I mean, she's not, oh, so, and then she puts her hand out and wants to touch its face? Come on, man. Could be. That's how it is. Now, didn't you get the impression when she runs into him in the cornfield and the, the feedback happens for the first time that like somehow she knows it's behind her? No, I didn't think she, that at all. She had this look on her face like she knew something was going. Well, I think she, I think she did know that there were creatures running about. And she knew, because uh, remember the red lights. The red lights, they flipped. We're jumping all over the place. Uh, uh, when the later aliens are now messing with poor Emily Blunt, she flips a switch and these kind of uh, outdoor lights, like not Christmas lights per se, but that sort of thing. Uh, at night, they're just kind of white lights, but she flips a, a switch and they all turn red. And that's kind of the signal to the family that, oh, we're in trouble. There's bad stuff going on. So she, I think she's aware something's wrong, uh, but she doesn't know specifically if there was literally one two feet away from her right. at that point. Anyway, so <laughs> there's a problem in this movie where it's the daughter and the father basically are kind of estranged. Kind of like the, there's a, the, the daughter the, thinks that the 
that the dad doesn't love her and blames her for the death of, of the wayward child. And let's be honest, she's probably right. Yeah. Let's be that's probably he's a little cold because he's clearly a little cold to her. He's he's very cold to her. Like they can't have heart to heart conversations about their feelings. So you're right. She's kind of carrying around the guilt that she's feeling. Plus, she's deaf. So it's like in reality, it's hard to take you out to do this or that or the other thing because you're like stomping like a like a Clydesdale through the forest. Well, she doesn't do that in the movie. She's like, it's a house of lies. Yeah, no question. No question. Because you're absolutely right. There's a lot of like very dainty touching of things and lifting of things. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Later in the movie, he the father's like, I got to take my son to go do fishing so he can learn how to do these things. Well, the other thing like is, they're trying to make it like it's a, a son versus. The deaf daughter is right. very capable where their son is weak as water. Right. Like one of these very frady cat kids where yes. this will not survive. You know, you will not survive in this world unless you, you toughen up and grow some balls, old boy. Well, I, literally, I wrote down sexism. Because it's that's seemingly. I thought what about it, is. it first, but clearly, I think the daughter. I mean, that's what it appears at first. Right. But that daughter, I mean, that He's daughter like, can handle her biz. Right. He's like, I could take my fourteen-year-old daughter. No, I'm going to take my eight-year-old son. Yeah, because he's weak. And. and he's weak. And. So that's how you read it. That he's that it's like I trust you already, older daughter. I've got to beat some sense into this younger one. Who's a I mean, that was my thought. Okay. I mean, I agreed with you the first time I saw it. The second time I saw it, I was more like, this baby, that little boy is just the Freddy cat. And in this world, it's like Walking Dead world. Yeah, it is. Mom and dad could die tomorrow. We could, they could both be gone yeah. tomorrow. And then what? What are you going to do? What, what are you going to do? Daughter already knows. Well, and that's and that's the thing. It's like literally, if you're quiet, you sh- you're fine. You're fine. You yeah. can be sunbathing out, and you know, <laughs> you can do whatever you want as long as you're quiet. Yeah. Because these these suckers, they can't. They they won't. They don't even come out. You know, it's not like they see them walking around just like la la la. They're they're not hunting you. They hear the sound and they investigate. Right. That, They're that's not waiting, and they apparently have bad memories. The creatures we keep hearing a sound in this area. Let's investigate, and then we just leave. Now, do you think, uh, do you think you'd be staking this biz out? Oh, no question. Well, that's the thing. Is it's like at one point in the movie, they're playing Monopoly or something, and the little boy knocks over a lamp, which crashes, crash, and like starts a minor fire. And two seconds later, there's the creature. Banging on the upstairs door, crash, crash, crash. But was it okay. the creature or was it the raccoons? I guess that's the question. Like they look out the window and you see a couple raccoons walking by, squeaking and squawking. And I immediately go like, "They must." I mean, all animals must also be dead. That this. was the other thing because one time the raccoons were a little bit loud and one disappeared. Right, a claw came out. And so that. And, and like once again. It's not that they're eating them. They're just killing anything that makes a sound. So what do these these uh, Cirque du Soleil spider monkeys eat? That's 
I mean, that's the question. What do they want? Yeah. What is their goal? I mean, and, and, just, and guess what? You're not going to find out. You will not find out because they don't speak. And everyone else just uses sign language and hand yeah. signals. So there you have it. Now, they have power. Right? They have power. See, this is why I think they have... I think they're doing biodiesel with corn. But if you had a generator going all day, that would generate a hell of a lot of noise. Oh, my God. You are so right. That didn't occur to me. My whole thing was, why do they have electricity? Right. And then I figured, well... They ain't eating all this corn, and they don't have livestock, so it must be biodiesel. But you're right. A generator is loud as F. But here's my question. That seems like a bad thing, but it could be a good thing. Do you know what I'm thinking? Tell me. Okay. So later in the movie, the the father takes the son down to the creek, which is just running water. So there's noise, constant noise. And that's when we realize... When there's a louder noise, you just have to be less loud than that louder noise. Then why don't basically. you f- live next to a waterfall? That's another question. Now, th- these are questions that we may never know the answer. Later, he brings his son to literally a waterfall. And they're having like full-blown, just normal conversations. See, I can scream. Ah, they don't come because this waterfall is noisier than, than me screaming. Right. Basically, right? So two questions that come out of this. Number Do one. It. Easy. The easiest thing to do is move towards the waterfall, move next to the creek, and you're fine. Yeah. Right? Now, you'd have to build, unless you're living in a tent, you'd have to build a shelter or something. So maybe that's right. not worth the, the time to do that. Or that would be too difficult to do uh, in this environment. Number two, why not create kind of your own noise and just leave it, let it go just leave it on you know initially the creatures would come investigate and then it would just be part of the the scenery all right so here's here's the flaw. you know what i'm saying and i'm sure uh, here's the flaw the flaw is if it's a generator the creatures are going to come they can slice through metal they'll just destroy it they can't destroy a waterfall yeah i guess so i don't know maybe there's some way to put it in something put it in something bigger put it in, put it in a waterfall <laughs> Put it, in, put it in a water. Well, what about like a speaker? Like put like one speaker, and, you know, have 50 speakers. But I, I mean, they can zero in onto the right. sound. So they would just kill your speaker. I'm just going to see. This is where I'm just going to shite on all your ideas. This is very upsetting. But that would have been a great idea for my booby trap idea. Land on me. No, you, all you have to do is draw them somewhere and then light them up. Well, How that's many the thing. are there? And you well, don't even have to be there. So you could be home hiding in your bunker. If you're reading, like you can read the stuff, like his newspaper clippings, his notes. He's got like a blackboard or whiteboard that he's writing on. He basically says he thinks there are three in their area. Right. So now there's, there's only two. So, at the end of the movie, there's only two. And how do they know there's three? I, are they tagged them? I don't know. It's like, well, and that's the thing. At the end of the movie, we're just jumping. We're jumping all I, over I'm going to tell you, because at the end, when, when they figure out, I mean, the whole screen was lighting up with creatures. Well, there was two. If you watch, you see, only two, two? you see two running in. Right. Um, but yeah, basically, at, at, in the, you know, the, the climax of the movie, uh, she, the little blind, uh, blind girl, little deaf girl, uh, sets off the um, 
the feedback and the creature is reacting to it. And she takes it and literally puts it to a, a microphone and just amplifies it. So now the creature is totally wigging out, opening up all the plates on its head wide. And it tries to rush at them. And Emily Blunt shoots it with a shotgun right in the head and kills it. Because all the plates are wide open. So it's it's vulnerable once they're there. And then you see, because John Krasinski And no one can figure set. that out before the entire population of the Earth disappeared. I guess not. Because you're right. It's like it, whenever it was listening, like it would come somewhere to find its victim or whatever. Uh, all those plates would kind of open up kind of naturally so that it can like open up so you can use its ears, its gigantic ears uh, to triangulate on your position. I guess, right? Right. right? So you're right. There are many opportunities. I mean, I was thinking that before the, the feedback thing happened. That's just like, you could literally just stand absolutely, make a little noise here, stand absolutely quiet with your shotgun. And then when it opens up the plate to listen, just blast it. I mean, throw a firecracker across the room. Boom. Right. I mean, and they literally, she used an egg timer at one point to distract yeah. them. Yeah. Any noise, because it can't, it cannot differentiate between one noise or another. Any noise, it's going to go and yeah. react to it. Any kind of sound. I mean, like I said, like we said, they, he, uh, they killed a raccoon that was too squeaky. Although right. I, I've had raccoons in my backyard and they don't make those sounds. Squeak, squeak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's the, there's the, there's the scene where the daughter's like i'm running away i thought it was literally i'm running away from home yeah i thought she was thing. running away from home too and then I, I immediately go like okay so here's that angsty teenager that much more resembles the children that i know <laughs> the children of the corn see where you're just <laughs> the children of the corn where you're just literally like oh i see we're in the apocalypse and you're gonna bail that's right there's an apocalypse. God creatures. will cast judgment on you, disobedient daughter. Pretty much. So she bails, <laughs> but she's not really running away. She's going over to like the memorial uh, where her brother had been killed like a year or so earlier. Right? Well, if the world continues, it would have been her brother, husband or whatever. <laughs> you want to populate the earth with your children mating with each other? That's so creepy. It's like the hills have eyes. Basically. Yeah. That's yeah. Getting... There's a lot of little geniuses. There's a lot of ways to control your uh, reproduction. You do not need to be Adam and Eve. You do not. <laughs> the opposite of that. Um, Adam and oh, Steve. sweet Lord. So w one great scene is that the father is sitting there having a chit-chat with his son, his eight-year-old son. And that's when the son basically gives dad the entire plot of the movie, where he's just like, yeah, dad, you know she blames herself. You do love her. Of course I love her. Well, then maybe you should tell her. That's right. He's like a little Yoda. Little Yoda and was, dad's like, you know what? Absolutely. Good thinking. Um, Thank you for killing our entire family. You, <laughs> you killed us all. <laughs> so then there's the, the next scene of, of importance is um, pregnant Emily Blunt is hauling, I don't know, laundry oh, or something Jesus up those Christ. stairs. Are you talking about the nail? Oh, yes. Lord. And there's a nail that, and I, look, I'm not a carpenter. But theoretically, but you if don't I was pound, a carpenter, you don't want to pound the nails up like through the the board that I'm going to be stepping on. Theoretically, in this scenario, yeah. But in any case, so there's drives the nail up. Um, she is now her water's breaking, 
And she's home alone because angsty teenage girl ran off. That's Father right. Father and son are, you know, plucking fish out of the stream. Once again, natural consequences. This is right. what you get for trying to get. populate the earth. So she's, you know, she's fit to burst. She's going into labor right here and there. Goes downstairs, steps on that damn nail. Now. Now. First of all, you step on a nail, you yank your foot up. You don't leave your foot deep in the nail and squat around it and then pull it up. As soon as you feel that spike, you're ripping your foot up. I thought that was so unnatural. Well, what ha- it was kind of like she had a pain, if I'm remembering, and it kind of threw- lurched her forward. So she threw her full weight onto that nail. Let me tell you, as someone who has stepped on a nail before, again, as someone who has pushed a child through her body I, I don't need to know all this but okay <laughs> either way it doesn't distract you uh those are different sensations as i'm having contractions i'm still gonna be like ah! and right. i will yank my foot up as soon as i feel that pain whatever it is you yank your foot up well you don't dead. lean into it the creature would have come and killed you she kind of she, grunted she grunted and the creature came because even that was too noisy. Exactly. Even Why that was just let, it go? let it rip like the old man did, screaming, ah. So now the creature's coming to get her. Creature's coming down the stairs. And I kept thinking, why can't we close doors? Doors, we can't close doors? doors I can't don't imagine they can turn a doorknob. But like you later in the movie, there are definitely scenes where their claws are slicing through metal. Yeah. So who the heck knows? Well, what's don't going make on? it easy. Why does every door have to be one? Oh, you know why? Why? They. Pop- oh, they- maybe that's what it is. I think because you notice in the barn, there's just like towels or blankets over the doorway, so they've taken <laughs> off all the doors. <laughs> it was it was a mattress. They pulled a mattress no, 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 over the entrance. Not the hole in the floor. I'm talking about when they w- enter the barn. There's blankets oh, on the string. I so I see the a curtain. I you mean, like a cur- <laughs> but there were blankets. Were they? I don't know. Shut your mouth, boy. And but, yeah, so they're probably. It's, I I'm guessing it's a creaky sound. You don't want slamming doors and stuff like that. That's that's a heck of a good. I point. hate you. I hate this family. I don't want to live anymore. Bang! Right. Everybody. We'd dead. all we'd all be dead. Oh my god. Um, I don't so know was, how you have teenagers back in the old days. Oh hell no. Well, but that's it's like you watch any show. Especially post-apocalyptic shows, there's always two or three angsty teenagers who don't seem to grasp the reality <laughs> of the situation. You could die any minute. Right. There are creatures coming to kill us. Do we have to go through this now? No? Okay. Good times. That's right. Keep your heart Doors right in there, friend. Doors right there. I was watching. Uh, did you ever watch Fear the Walking no, Dead? Come on, man. I, I there was there was why, multiple. If, if I gave angsty. up Walking Dead, why would I go to a lower level? Walking yeah, it, it's definitely a few uh, lower rungs on the ladder. Uh, but there was literally like angsty kids. You're just like zombies. Take them. Take them or take me. You know what I'm saying? One of us has got to go because this is, get, this is getting to be rough. No, no, no. I um, need to be here to take care of of the children that are not angsty. So. Right. Have have at it. Here you go. Take her. Tie him to a stake like that goat in Jurassic Park and just run. There you go. Basically, it would be my. Boom. (laughs) That would be it. 
Later. So, Love you. Yeah. Gave so birth birth to you, but now you got to go. <laughs> now you got to go. You know, be free. The next so, baby yeah. will name out. So now, let me ask you this. Does the whole uh, movie take place over the course of one day? Well, crap. I'm trying to think. Well, I shouldn't say that because there's the opening scene that takes uh, takes place a year earlier. Right. But then it seems like it's, it's all a- one day. Um, well, because, yeah. So, okay. I mean, it's so possible. She's got a jacked it's up. It's possible. She's got a jacked up foot. She's given birth. Well, she's uh, giving, everyone else out of the house. Uh, uh, in here, if she's giving birth and she's giving, and it's all one day, that means she's giving birth like three weeks early, right? I don't know. Well, she's taking her blood pressure. You look at the calendar. Three weeks later, you see it's her due date. Oh yes, yes, yes. You're absolutely right. Yes, that's still full term, more or less, right? That's, I mean, that's cl- not... close enough for government pretty, work. Pretty and, damn close. And, and when it's your ninth baby, they start just dropping out, I guess. Because well, literally, your first contraction is not usually the one that breaks the water. <laughs> well, you, we don't know how many children. I mean, you've that got like fifteen kids. Yes. Did your wife? Did they just hit the floor like a melon? By the third one, they jump out <laughs> dancing and singing. Let me tell you, <laughs> like Pretty a leprechaun. <laughs> like a leprechaun. It's a sad situation. Um, okay. So she's in there trying to fend off the creature, hide from the creature while giving birth. She jumps into a bathtub uh, and there was blood all over the place. I, uh, I had read an article and said, like, there, if it was a healthy pregnancy, there wouldn't have been blood per se. I think like, it's it's a pinkish hue. Right. But I mean, it's not like it's water out of your tap. This is like some kind of gelatinous. <laughs> I thought it was sparkless water. What are you talking about? It's not Perrier. Is that the Culligan <laughs> man? Anyway. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. Okay. She, she had some issues because it shouldn't have been that quite bloody. I, but I, uh, who knows what's going on? So Krasinski's coming back and he realizes stuff's going down. So he splits up with his son. He goes, son, go make the distraction. Because he says, make a louder noise than your mother to distract the creatures. Right. I'm going to go get the gun. So they split up. Little boy finds like a secret stash in the cornfield with like bottle rockets or fireworks of all sorts. So let me get this straight. So if you wanted to have just a, 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 an extreme argument with your spouse, the you know, we're breaking furniture, we're yelling and screaming, we're cursing names. As long as you set up a fireworks show, then then have at it. Yes. <laughs> and if you do that, maybe you won't be so mad. You'd be like, oh, honey. Oh, look at that. Exactly. <laughs> um, sweet Lord. So he fires it off. And that allows uh, Emily Brunt to scream as she gives birth, and it's okay. Yeah, just, just one, ah! And that was all, it. It just it shot out like a rocket. Like a and, cannon. And contrary to popular belief, you don't have to scream. It's Although many too. do. Many so, do. So, many do, but uh, you, it's not required. It is it, painful. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't it, feel good, but you know it'll <laughs> end soon. And since she's had nine children, like I said, it, they should have just fallen like a, like a greased watermelon right out of her body. Like a greased watermelon. That's a lovely image. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. Okay. So, oh, God. 
So now they're all split up. Basically, Krasinski rescues is uh, and, and what was wrong with her? Why was she passed out? Because I was not passed out after giving birth to a child. Well, I think she's had a rough day. She stepped on a nail, you know. So it was more the nail than the baby leaving her body. Well, I mean, there was no it's like PTSD. What do you say? Is she in shock? A, well, the creature was coming to get her. The creature was coming, was... To, coming to get him for like, we don't know how long, years. Look, I didn't write I, this thing. I have no sympathy. <laughs> I have no sympathy for the cuckoo family who wants to populate the earth. They, they clearly do. Um, okay, so they're split up. He takes her to the underground lair where they live. She, they, he moves the mattress over. Meanwhile, the puts, baby's crying and screaming. Yeah, there's a lot of whooping and wild. They put the, the, the oxygen mask on the baby and put it in the little box. Mom goes to bed and dad's like, I'll go get the kids, basically. That's fantastic well, because, you know, that's so great that their baby is so perfect. You can put it in a little coffin and <laughs> it lives in there almost all the time because we know newborns freaking cry all the time. Right. So is she just sliding a breast in the coffin or? Or oh, not. Because, it doesn't matter. Because it's it totally <laughs> normal that you keep your baby in a, in a in a box all the time it does not as long as the damn thing's quiet i don't give it it could be sitting with a full britch exactly you know so when do it you does take, not matter do you take the baby out after it's passed out from crying for six hours because <laughs> what the that's hell that's what you do you take it out you kind of kind of like look, like I'm sure this a child bit. would have grown up to become John Wayne Gacy or something in the, in the new future world because that seems healthy. Not yep. only that, since they can't really talk, the babe they're going to lose the language. So, so this child will not know actually know how to talk. Is my theory? Well, theoretically, it would grow up only knowing sign language. Yeah, because, and should the you know if if kids don't learn to talk, I think what's within three years. They, right, they, lose they will they will lose that opportunity, yep. like those wild children raised in the forest, or those poor children where their parents only spoke like Vulcan to them. Well, I guess they learned the language, so he just right. happened to be Vulcan. Yeah, he's so, gonna he, yeah. he's gonna be Nell. He's gonna be Nell, that Jodie uh, Foster movie. Uh, yeah, it's That's gonna be him. Nell. Oh yep. my god, he's gonna be Nell. So get ready for that. That's in the sequel. This is ridi ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they they nail that thing in a, in a, a little uh, wooden coffin. Krasinski goes upstairs to look for the kids, totally oblivious to the fact that, I don't know, now there's like an ocean of water pouring down into the hole. It's like, uh, and maybe I bump my head. Can you remind me why there is an ocean in their basement now? Basically, okay, so when Krasinski sneaks out to go look for the kids, yeah. evidently earlier, like a creature was in there thrashing around because it was like they made noise getting there. But once they pulled the mattress over their secret lair, it couldn't find them. So it kind of th smashed things around, including like as the water pump. Oh, okay. That's, I mean, that's what we don't see it, but that's the, the, that's inference. your, you're theorizing. That's my theory. But again, you think Krasinski would, he, who does have ears, would hear the water running. So he leaves five seconds later and then the water immediately just pours into. And if uh, once again, there's no city water, you need to have electricity to run a pump. 
Yes. That's it also correct. makes sounds. Just that's saying. correct. Uh, the brother and sister reunite uh, after a couple close calls. Reunited. And it, yeah. Oh, my God. And it's coming to a scene that I've heard about in newspapers happening to real people. And I always found it super creepy. That's Drowning my question. In a silo. It's a real thing. Is it a real? I was like, is it literally? Okay. So the there kids are on top actual- of the silo. And they fall in and drop in. And it's literally like quicksand. quicksand. It's quicksand. Yeah. Your lungs can't, you slide through, it's quicksand, you lay flat, or you're going to get pulled on, and then your lungs, your your chest wall can't expand and contract. Because once it contracts, it all kind of pressurizes in. No, it's a real thing. I didn't know that was a real thing. Like, if you were on, like, if it was, like, gravel, would it do the same thing? Or is it just something special about corn? I think it is the the nature of it. It's not like if I push you on the ground. It could happen. It's happened to me. At the <laughs> if I push you on the ground? You don't automatically get swallowed up. Thank goodness I've for had, that. I, I mean, it can happen in sand dunes. It can happen. It can? Yes. And it's happened to me in some Northern California beaches where you're running along and then all of a sudden you're up at your hip. I think you're making up stuff. It's liquefaction, Brother Bear. Interesting. No, no. I remember maybe it was 10 years ago reading about a couple of brothers in the silo and uh, drowning. That was it for them? Yeah. That was it for them. Um, Google it. You'll have nightmares. I I will not Google it. So the kids (laughs) fall into the top of the silo right into like 100 tons of corn. The one flaw is... The seven-year-old reaches in and is able to have the strength to pull out a teenager. Right. Well, because he falls in first and is immediately like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm sinking down. But then, like, one of the doors of the silo crashes down. So he's able to kind of get on that. The sister and, jumps and in to help. that's the same thing with quicksand. If you lay on your back, you're, you're okay. fine. Right. So she jumps in to help him. She gets him on the, the door. Kind of like uh, Rose and Jack and Titanic, and then she you are. She starts sinking underneath the corn. He reaches in, and he is literally the Incredible Hulk. He is. He just one hand and pulls pulls her her out out. like a carrot. Again, he's an eight year old. (laughs) She's she's about five ten. He pulls her right out. Boom, and they're fine. Except, of course, the the creature is now coming. Jumps in there. Now they're hiding underneath the the, the door. The creature doesn't quicksand. Well, now they're not worried about quicksand anymore. No, no. How come the creature doesn't get sucked under? No, perhaps it should, but shouldn't the kids have immediately been sucked under again? Yeah. They climb under. The creature slice them through the metal door. And later, because her... uh, her headphone starts uh, feedbacking again. It she turned out. it back on, or did she turn it on, or it was Something. always on? I, it's hard to say. And then it smashes through the metal side of the silo, silo and escapes. So again, yeah, desperate to get away. But again, it shows you these things are tough and strong, and there's not much of a defense against them. Yeah. But again, the metal plates of their head open up constantly. Throw a piece of corn. You just there. need sniper rifles. Something. A rock. I don't know. Um, good grief. So this is going on. This is what you need to do. You need to put darts in them to track them. Right. And then you set up uh, a, some, if you know where they are, then you can set up some kind of like a soft sound. So they open their plates up. Pitting. 
That's how you get rid of them. <laughs> Unless they got this egg hatchery like aliens. It could be. We don't they, know. They, we don't know. We don't know what, what the hell's going on. They're here for to eat our pine trees. We don't know. We don't. What know. do they live on? They we could be. Know. We they could be vegetarians for all we know. That's we right. have no idea. So they get out of the silo. They meet up with the father, and they're like, "Okay, we got to get out of here." Oh, there's still a creature about. Krasinski grabs like an axe, like a fire axe, when bullets seemingly don't work on this thing. He promptly gets batted aside by the creature. So he's got a big, like, like claw marks in his, on his side. The kids are climbing into the abandoned truck nearby to get away, but they're noisy as hell. They're smashing into stuff. So the creature's attacking the car to get at the kids. And it's going to get at the kids pretty damn quick. That's what they get. That's what they you get. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. That's pretty much. So Krasinski makes eye contact with the daughter and signs, I love you. I always love you. Wrong. Wrong. Play it off I, me. What's wrong? No, you're correct. Thank you. This scenario is wrong. <laughs> you got to let the kids go. You got a, a wife with at a newborn. home with a newborn baby. She... You need to be back there taking care of them. Clearly, you're going to keep having these goddamn children. So you got to let these two go. This is okay. This is where we're going to get the angry letter. So I, I did read. Well. <laughs> I was reading about people in in the uh, death camps. Oh God! So what they would do is they would give their children all their food because the children were starving. But so you know what happens is then the parent dies first, and then there's no one looking over the kids. So what he has done now is there's no one looking over for the ones who follow the rules, who follow the directions. You have a wife that you need to take care of. You have a newborn baby that you chose to bring into this earth. Yep. No, you got to let those kids go. You may, it may haunt you to the day you die, but guess what? You'll get over it. Have I'm 30 sure. more kids. So I don't know. <laughs> Do you disagree with my scenario? <laughs> I think that's I, a different I movie. Like, I love you. Adios. And then, <laughs> adios. <laughs> and then just wave and run And then slowly creep away. That that would have been a different movie. I don't know if uh if uh Jim he has responsibility. Is that. I mean you got responsibility. You can't I mean you're dooming the whole in my mind, you're dooming everyone. You've killed us by, all. By, you've, you, by killing yourself, you've killed everyone. By letting the creature... I mean, he's got a superficial wound. It's not like no. it, there's a stinger in his heart. No. He needs to go back and take care of the rest of the family. So it's like, lose two or lose everyone. That's my mind. So you would have pulled the deuces. You'd have been like, deuces, and then just bailed. I would have never slept again in my life, but, you know... You, well, you you lose two or you lose everybody. That's that's what I'm thinking. Well, couldn't you do a move where you like take that axe and like throw it at something and make a loud noise? Wouldn't you just carry firecrackers around that you could throw them in a different direction? Do something. Do something. Because the things can't see you. So if you just sit still, they don't know where you are. Right. Well, then that's the thing. It's like if the kids climb in the car. Shouldn't they be? But they're slamming the door closed and all that stuff. So who the well, hell? Well, once again, 
children being disobedient. And, and they will be punished. <laughs> and so, the, the, punish it. Thou shalt be punished. No, the father took the hit, dooming the entire family. Yeah. So he's he's dead. Krasinski's dead. The the, the father and the, the deaf daughter have a moment. Oh, I love you too, dad. No, I should have said blah. it. So he's dead. The kid, younger brother, pulls the emergency brake and the car just rolls away. And I'm like, we couldn't have done this earlier? It's like, <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? And, so, and quite frankly, they slice dad. Why aren't they? The, the creatures then just chasing this noisy ass truck as it coasts down the hill. Exactly. And we didn't even get into if the fact. If they can hear mom's gasp from the basement. Yes. They, they, they don't hear this truck rolling down the hill. For sure. Absolutely. So meanwhile, the mom was down in the basement with the sleep with the baby and wakes up. And of course, now it's flooded. It's like five feet of water floating around in there. And she's like, oh, let me grab my baby. Oh, hey, if a only my husband here. was here to help me. Right. Well, he was still alive at that moment, I think. It's hard to say. Uh, but now there's a creature down there with her. There's a creature. So she's like, if I open up this GD crate, there's the baby. And you know, it's he's a little, little Moses maker. baby. Please. It's a little Moses baby. Somehow she makes it out of there, grabs the other kids. They run back to the to the uh, the other house where the dad had all of the uh, I don't know radios that he was shortwave radio and all the the crazy hearing aids. His his hobby shop. <laughs> his hobby shop. There's an earlier scene where the daughter tries to go down there and he won't let her. Do you remember that? Yeah. And why was that? I don't know. I, mean, I don't know either. You know. Nope. She, Makes she, no sense. You know why. I mean, because that's where I'm, I'm making human suits out of women that I hunt. I don't know. <laughs> why? He keeps his porn down there. We don't know exactly. what the story is. It puts the lotion <laughs> in the basket. <laughs> Absolutely. We don't know what's happening. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they all go down there. And that's when there's that climactic moment where the creature tries to attack them. And the lady, uh, she, the feedback bothers the creature. She puts it on the thing. It really she puts it up. over the speaker over and the cranks speaker, it up. Cranks it up. Really bothers the creature. It tries, go, moves to attack. And Emily Blunt shoots it with a shotgun, killing it. Which is the first time this has occurred on Earth, evidently. And the other two creatures are running in at the sound of the noise. And she racks the shotgun going like, okay, so we're okay. I, I can kill these creatures and we can just have a normal life now, theoretically, right? Yeah. Okay, except, except my husband's dead. Thanks to you damn kids. Damn kids. You, I'm not giving you the I love you. Be like, <laughs> just give the finger. You killed your father. How could you? Well, here's you disobedient the, children. Weren't you concerned somebody else was going to step on that nail? Because people were going up and down they those did stairs. Nothing, but what are you going to do? Nail it down. I don't know. Nail it? Well, or at least put true. some WD-40 and pull it down from the... You do something. Put a cork on it. Do some damn thing. <laughs> I don't know. They don't gizza. They don't gizza. Any other but, crazy but that, observations? I, I will tell it. you, that will be a problem in the future. That's fine. Everyone died even five years ago. But over time, these houses are going to start falling apart. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You're going to need to do more than just hide if you're going to survive, unless you're going to go basic and be like Land of the Lost living in a cave. It's all hard to say. It's anarchy. 
It is anarchy. It's now, anarchy in the UK. Any other uh, interesting observations? You'd uh, like I have no. I, I literally just looked at my notes, and bases covered. Bases covered. Now, you you like you said you've seen this before. What was yes. your what is your feeling? If you were to tell somebody to see it or not see oh, it? Oh, I think it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. I enjoy it. It's 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 not uh, super scary. No, it's, it's not. Got, it's got the ju- a couple good jump scares. Right. When I it mean, was scary, it was that kind of scary. Things yeah. jumping out at you. Thinking, jumping out scary. It's not things that are going to haunt you for years to come. Except for well, sacrificing your children. Well, that's why I haven't seen that other movie. What's it? Have you seen Mother? No, that's on the list. That's on the list. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet, but you know. <laughs> No, I, I mean, you know, you have to think about it. It's all greater good. It's all greater good stuff. All right. Oh, no. where, where do my loyalties lie? To my to older children? <laughs> to myself? To my wife and my newborn who are totally vulnerable? Where where do the loyalties lie? I just, uh, I don't think you have I don't think you have children in this scenario a okay absolutely uh i I would not be it would not be my plan to try to repopulate the earth clearly god is angry and has smited us all for who am i to argue with god well i mean and that's kind of the question in these scenarios you have to ask yourself am i just trying to live or am i trying to keep the human race going I'm going to live in the hidey hole with clearly the love of my life. And we're going to write little poems and we're not going to have children. Right. (laughs) Hell no. We're going to make our biodiesel and light our little lights and figure out ways to have sex. that doesn't involve putting babies in cardboard boxes. And unless you're into that, (laughs) that's a boxing Helena or whatever. I don't know. It seems like a terrible idea. Sweet Jesus! No, I mean, and then it, terrible. I mean, look, look, look at child development, and then they're two, and they're being dicks, and then they're three, and they're they don't want to take a nap, and they're sassy, and they're kicking, right. and you cannot reason with with a toddler. No. So is that child going to be locked in a in a soundproof box? Also, yes. that seems normal. That seems like a healthy child. Well, there's no child protective services at this uh, stage of the game. so That's okay, because that'll be the child that eventually does murder you in your sleep, and you don't have to worry about the aliens then. Do they sell soundproof boxes that I can buy for my children now, is what I want to know. <laughs> <I> always... <laughs> you just start nailing those mattresses at the wall. I might. Don't think I will. Sweet Lord. Okay. Uh, any, do you want to go straight to uh, behind the scenes? Are you ready? Is there some behind the scenes? Go for There's it. There's tons of stuff. Uh, the uh, director was John Krasinski, who uh, also played the father, John Krasinski. Who also played Jim from The Office. Who's also Jim from The Office. So and I assume this is what happened to Jim and Pam. This is it. He well, also, this would be his second wife. This, well, Pam and, clearly perished. And Emily Blunt, who plays his wife, was his wife in real life, or still his wife in real life. I didn't know that. Yep. Emily Blunt and John Krasinski have been married. Because they did have a little bit of chemistry there. It looked, it looked very natural. They're I good. love Emily Blunt. No, they, they're a good combination. What's funny is oftentimes married couples have no chemistry in movies. Like that, what was that movie with J Lo and uh, yeah, the Geely, 
Gigi with uh, with uh, Ben Affleck. What about yeah. uh, Eyes Wide Shut with uh, with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman? That, that was right. right that was right, right after that Scientology pulled the plug on that marriage. <laughs> Is that what it was? That's Jack. Fidelio, uh, boom. She was not Fidelio, according no. to Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Krasinski also played the motion capture of the monster. So there you go. That seems unnecessary. Why not? He also... Uh, he, nothing, he got nothing else going on. He also took a pass on the script. He's one of the, the, the credited uh, screenwriters. Well, isn't he the Renaissance man? He's all over the map. <laughs> Uh, the actress who plays the age daughter uh, is actually deaf. She's she's definitely alive. She's been deaf since infancy, and when uh, she became deaf, her whole family learned sign language. Good for them. So there you have it. So it, it's kind of they brought that that kind of aspect to it as well. Um, let's see the original screenplay. Contained only one line of dialogue. And what was that? Uh, Shut the f*** up. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Ow, a nail. Something along those lines. Um, and originally, they were in this movie, they, uh, they had subtitles for all the uh, sign language. Originally, they weren't going to do that. They yeah. just wanted you to, to be able to understand like by context. But evidently, there were some things that, like the long conversations... Uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't get, basically. You know what? I used to watch. Uh, oh, what was that show on Netflix about the the drug running in Narcos? I used to watch Narcos on Netflix, mm-hmm. and I realized, like in the second season, they stopped subtitling it, and I realized I have no idea what they've been saying for like thirty minutes. I literally had to put. <laughs> The second audio on because right. at one point they just stopped putting it up. I was like, "Am I on some other thing?" They've been speaking Spanish for thirty minutes. Just throwing that out. <laughs> I appreciate. It. Well, it's like alienation. Remember? <laughs> yes. Where there's no, so you're like, uh, "Am I supposed to know what's happening?" <laughs> um, so, actor director Krasinski said his single greatest compliment that he received regarding the film was when Stephen King tweeted, A Quiet Place is an extraordinary piece of work, terrific acting, but the main thing is the silence. Now it makes the camera's eye open wide in a way few movies manage. Ooh, that is high compliments. So he liked that. I also like Stephen King because he's constantly yelling at Donald Trump. So bless you. Bless you, St. King. Look, I'll tell you what. Stephen King, when I was a kid, I thought the, the sun rose and set with old Steve-O. Me too. Um, as time went on, I found his books less good. Yes. Let's just say that. I agree. Uh, but I always appreciate that he um, he clearly uh, consumes you know, horror movies, but he also watches like Little Women, and he'll be like, this was a great movie. You know what I mean? He yeah. watch, he, and he reads other people's books like voraciously. Yeah. So he's constantly tweeting about, oh, I just read this new book. You got to check it out. Da, 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 da. So he's he's good. He's kind of a man about town, if you will. Uh, uh, we need to move to Maine. There we go. There you he have should it. be my neighbor. He should be my neighbor. And he's in a rock band with like Amy Tan and a couple of other people. That's right. That's how they do it. <laughs> rock on, brother. That's how they do. 
Yeah, um, but they're not doing these world tours like like these uh, celebrities now. Who who who's in a, a rock band? Oh my god! Every, every every celebrity is like in a rock band now. Keanu Reeves. I go see Keanu Reeves because I used to hate Keanu Reeves, but yeah. as the older he gets, this is the curse of men. You could be like the ugliest teenager, but at some point as you get older, you will become attractive. This is my theory. (laughs) I don't think that's true in all cases, but okay. I I swear to you, I think it's true. There are literally, at some point as you progress, you at least become somewhat attractive. You might have been a troll in high school. It's true. And, and, uh, and I'm sorry, Keanu. I'm, I don't mean that you're a troll. I mean, I didn't think you were attractive in your uh, Bill and Ted days. But for some reason, right now, hot ticket. Uh, you may find this hard to believe. Many people found him attractive even then. I, 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 and I know that it was that kind of surfer dude kind of a thing. But for some reason, John Wick 2... And, uh, oh, Constantine. I think Constantine turned the corner. Well, part of it was he became a better actor. That is a huge thing. But also, I don't know. I'm older, so I like people who appear to be about my age. Well, (laughs) there's that. But it's it's like bad actors come across as kind of dopey. Yes. You know what I mean? Kind of stupid. I mean... he that was the characters he was playing at the time. Plus, it may have been his personality well, at the time. But, but that's we all how he change came and grow. He was doing Shakespeare, and that's how he came across. You know what I'm saying? Dopey and, and strange because it was a weird kind of wooden acting style. Yeah, if you want to call it a style. He got much. But I'll tell you what, there were a number of actors of that time. Like I remember seeing uh, Brad Pitt in the early '90s, thinking he could not act his way out of a wet paper bag. Now he's I, I, great. Is he? I find well. <laughs> I will say this: I find him. He's better. He's much better. He's he's entertaining to watch now. You know, it, like it's kind of that thing where certain actors are like, it's kind of a Robert Downey Jr. thing too, where it's just like they just have a charm that no matter what kind of role they're playing, you enjoy watching them do it. You know what I mean? They have a certain uh, thing. I will tell you, once upon a time in a Hollywood. What it was like it was written for Brad Pitt. It was. It couldn't have been a more perfect role for him. I agree. I agree. And but again, I would say that's probably the best thing he's done. Can you think of something he's done better than that? Uh, I, I really liked. I mean, I didn't really like that movie that much, but I thought he was really good in it. I really, but it's like I enjoyed him I in agree. Moneyball. If you haven't seen that lately, I was no, watching. I saw him. Moneyball. He is, there's something happened. I mean, I liked him in California with a K, but eh. he was, you know, he was a creepy dude, but he always looked like he would smell so bad. Yes. That, well, because I, I and think he the did. word was I he believe didn't, he didn't David Duchovny did, did claim that, uh, in fact, he did smell quite bad. Well, there's a scene. I love how we're getting off on this little sidebar. And then we're going to focus on me down in a minute. Uh, maybe. But, maybe. There's a scene in Seven. Well, I did like seven. I enjoyed seven as well. But there's a scene where he literally gets up out of bed, picks his clothes up off the floor, puts them back on, and then leaves for work. And I kept thinking, that's how he really does it. I'm sure it is. That's how he really does it. You no, ain't no shower. Brother. He didn't go in and brush his teeth. 
Yeah, he's he Krusty just, McCrust. Crust, at least at that time, that was kind of his his oeuvre. So good times. That's right. What? Where was that cologne? Oh, God. Scent, scent of pit. <laughs> Ooh, the pit. I just call it the arm pit. There you go. So there you have it. Thank you for joining us. Go to our page on Facebook at the podcast that wouldn't die. Go to our page on Twitter at t podcast tw die. Email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. Gmail. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. Like, share, subscribe, and rate. And Aaron, you have your own crazy Twitter account. The Cult of Aaron Children. And I know this is a little late. This air this week, this Friday, Aaron is exhibiting one of her photographs at Bubble Pop Gallery, downtown Bakersfield. I did not know that. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And it's entitled It's Hard Being a Wonder Woman from uh, the series that has not yet been created called The Myth of the Wonder Woman. It's kind of feminist, anti-feminist. That's all over the place, but good for you. <laughs> Interesting. So check that out if you're in the greater Bakersfield area. Buy a picture if you got $200. Boom. Or just give us $200. <laughs> give me $200. And as a bonus, I will send you a picture of myself dressed as Wonder Woman. Boom. There you go. <laughs> That's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year long. <laughs> so there you have it. Thank you very much and be well. Be well, my children. Hang, skillet, have a good day.